Welcome to One Media, One Media, where we start a band and get all hardcore about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Today is actually our most hardcore and crusty episode yet, maybe. (laughs) I think. One of them. I think so. It's it's up up there. there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Because today we're going to talk about Detroit Metal City, and it's kind of a trippy little show. Okay, so there is manga. It was released September 2005. It went till April 2010. It's 10 volumes. It was written by... Wakasugi Kiminori. Kiminori Wakasugi. Yeah, Kiminori Wakasugi. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there we go. We're going to talk about the anime. and was released in August of 2008. Each show is about 13 minutes, including the credits. It's actually about 10 minutes each, and it's 12 episodes. There is a live-action show, and that was released in August of 2008, and it's about 105 minutes. The anime was directed by... Nagahama Hiroshi. Oh, Namina Hiroshi, or an American... Hiroshi Nagahama. Hiroshi <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess you go last name, then first name. Learning something new every day. <laughs> the plot in the premise is kind of funny. It's a great plot and premise. It follows this kid named Soichi Negishi. <laughs> Hold on here. We'll go with the Negishi Shuichi. Exactly. It follows this kid named Soichi, and he graduates from high school, and he lives in this kind of country town. I forget the name of it, but it's a cow town, pretty much. But his dream is to become a pop star, so he moves to Tokyo to further along his career, and he actually couldn't do anything with his pop music. So he was on his low, and he auditioned to become a metal singer, and... He got the gig, and he becomes pretty popular in the underground, and he creates this character named Krauser. He's the lead singer. It seems like he's always struggling with the fact that he is kind of getting this popularity from it because he wants to be known as a pop singer and sings all this kind of like really happy pop, and it's him struggling between being Krauser and being himself. It's kind of a strange little series because it's trying to be edgy a lot of the time. And to me, it didn't really age that well. I mean, I know it's 11 years old now. It does seem older than that. That's so funny. Like, it seems 20 years old. I thought the premise was great. I think it's, he does have like a very 
hard time struggling with wanting to be more of a Swedish pop star. Like, right? Like that is his type. It's very cute lyrics. Like <laughs> he wants to be singing and happy and kind. And the music he actually plays is dark and very violent and satanic and <laughs> complete opposite. Exactly. And it's kind of weird to me because in the series, they just fling rape like it's nothing. just all over the place. And I was like, I admittedly did not watch very much of this show, but the first thing is like you're in a concert of this and there's just like this crazy stuff going on and it's like, I raped my mother yesterday and killed my father today or something. Like the lyrics are so dark. You're like, oh my goodness, that's rough. Like, you know, like it's kind of rough. Yeah, it is a little rough, but I do get it. Like, the character is from hell, and nobody knows who he is. Uh, Here's the description. He has, like, killed and raped his parents and wields a giant death penis to abandon his (laughs) bouncing tails. And he says, like, if it wasn't for music, I'd be a mass murderer or something. Yeah. So it's, like, very extreme. So I get that that's the humor of it. Like, that's where he's at making his money while he really wants to launch his pop career about walking on the beach and wearing board shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Frolicking. (laughs) So it's like... So, and then the character that was really, like, out there and very vulgar was the president the record label or whatever and she's just like all over it like just very sexualized (laughs) everything about the music like she (laughs) loves the hardcore music yeah that is so crazy that she actually does that too she is the president of death records it seems like she's also the manager okay i guess she doesn't have a name (laughs) i know because they're like oh the president so i don't remember yeah Yeah, she's very vulgar, and sometimes you'll see certain words on there. You're like, oh, they don't really say that in America anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I would not recommend this for children. Absolutely not. (laughs) This is adult humor. (laughs) We forgot to mention how you even found this. It was like under the, the top 10 music. I was like for comedies. It's always in the top 10 of comedy Yeah, but you're right. It was on just like a basic blog of like lists and they did not say that how crass it was or vulgar. So I wasn't expecting that. And I'm not against that type of humor. It's just not what I was in the mood for or what I was expecting versus what was the weird one we watched not that long ago? Hold on. (laughs) Our like list up. You know, the girl and she's very strange and the baseball player, older brother, and the weird girlfriend. Oh, Fully Cooly. Yes, Fully Cooly. See, that was like so wacky and out there and weird and perverted, but it was very funny. And this one, I just felt like, I don't know if I could, I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do this right now. Like I was in the mood for it. So I didn't know how it went. So I want to know how it goes. Okay. So my biggest problem with the series is Soichi, he's not very redeemable in any way. It's kind of funny that he is having to struggle, but then he always uses Krauser as like a, a crutch to kind of get what he wants to do. So there's times where he'll find out that his love interest is going on like a small date with somebody and he'll use Krauser to come out and kind of humiliate this guy. 
or he'll go back to his town and find out his brother's really into DMC or Detroit Middle City, which is the name of the band. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mention that. And he realized his brother is into DMC, but his brother is like not minding his parents and he's just getting grades. So what he does is he puts on his makeup and makes him do his homework and makes him study hard. So it's kind of funny. In a way, there is some funny parts in it, but I don't think the character is redeemable in any way. I guess you don't really like him because he is kind of like, I don't know if this is the right word. He's kind of like weak like because he's not going for what he wants and he's such a pushover. Right. But then he leans into like a character he doesn't even like. That's kind of gross. Yeah. There's always these times where he wants to leave or where he does leave or whatever, but there's always something that makes him come back to being Krauser again. Altogether, I mean, if we think about it, it's like just two hours, but the character you're hanging out with is Soichi, so it's hard to justify his character because he narrates through it. I can't really recommend it for a lot of people because even though it's supposed to be one of the funniest animes, I kind of disagree. Me too. What's my favorite one about The Devil's Part-Timer? That is funnier. <laughs> I say this a lot throughout our uh, episodes, but that one's very self-aware of what it is, or like sells at work. It's funny, and it's teaching you something, where this, he's always kind of going back and forth, but I don't get it. Why he's not okay with being Krauser, when Krauser kind of gets him what he wants, and it gives him this. At times, he's kind of psycho about which I guess is kind of funny, but then he scares the girl that he likes. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not our humor. I just think it's interesting. It's on the top 10. I don't know. It's not what I expected. It's not a lot to watch. So I might go back and watch a couple more episodes. I feel like you don't need a lot of episodes to get the punchlines kind of the same each time. It's like, oh, maybe if they ramped it up and it got like worse. Like, it would have right. been funnier to me. Like, but because it started out so strong with the raping his mom, like, I was it's like, like ah. that the whole entire like, time. It was too. so dark so fast. Maybe if it was more like, oh, I'll kind of do this thing. And then it just slowly like took off and snowballed. Maybe I would have found it funnier. I don't know. You might just watch the last episode and you might kind of like it a little bit more. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I because skip around. the last watch. episode is really funny. People can stop listening here if they want, because I'm going to spoil the f*** out of it. Watch the last couple episodes. I think it's funny because he ends up having these kind of like band battles. So these people are dissing him because their popularity is getting so strong that it's creating these GMC gangs. All of a sudden, these bands want to like battle him. So they always go over there and they crash their show. And then he'll have to go over there and battle them. And that part is funny because this one guy brings out this crazy bull to charge him. But because Soichi grew up in a farm, he knows how to interact with them. So he just kind of made this bull that was going to charge him just become his best friend. <laughs> that part That's was hilarious. Good. That sounds funny. <laughs> so I might skip over to that. They are very short episodes. It feels old. It doesn't feel bad that it feels old, but it does definitely feel dated. It is... It's subtitled, so it's not dubbed. And we where did we find it? It was on Funimation. No, wait, hold on here. It wasn't a real Funimation. It looks like Funimation, but it's not, unfortunately. So we can't recommend that 
place. <laughs> we can't recommend where to find it. So you just have to look it up. It's on the top 10 of like so many blogs for funniest animes. So I'm sure it'll link to where you can watch it. Right. I mean, I'm sure you could watch it on YouTube too. That's how I originally started watching. I was like, this is kind of funny. I might like this. I don't know. One of the beefs I have with it, or one of the things I noticed is that Gretzko, each episode is about 13 minutes long too, but it just feels like it just zips right by where it feels like each episode on this one, it takes a while. It felt long for a 13 minute episode. I have to tell you, I like stopped it and I was like, I've only watched seven minutes. It's not over yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. I kept on going, how much longer do I have? Yeah, it's a long watch for a short episode. I don't know if that's a good sign. No, it's not a good sign. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Gretzko is like the new version. That's better. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for a Gretzko any day or Metalocalypse. Did you ever watch that one? No. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's about this heavy metal band that becomes so big, they become the third largest economy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I want to watch that. Love to yeah, see if we can find that it. That one is so good. And and so what happens is the government try to figure out ways to destroy them and they always fail. Metalocalypse are just band dudes who just drink all the time, but they live in this crazy ass castle. <laughs> They're just kind of just sitting there going, uh, whatever. Uh. I love it. See, there are other funny metal. We'll have to make our own list of humorous metal animes <laughs> like metal music enemies i think so because this is definitely not up there <laughs> we're starting to watch all of them so i think it's good we can put this on the list but we will actually tell you exactly what it is not lie and say it's the funniest anime of all time that's what's so strange though because you shared a couple of different lists i've seen youtube videos and whenever it goes to top 10 comedy animes this is always in there do you think people are going to fight us about this one? I, I think hope so. so. Fight us. Tell us why it's the funniest one. Like, why? Yeah, I think one of my favorite funniest short series uh, animes, I haven't seen it in a while, but I know it, it has not aged well because of how perverse it is, is uh, Golden Boy. But it's so good. It's only six episodes. So it's like you have to look past all this awful fan service, but... I think it might still be good. I don't know. In my you think heart, it's funnier than this way one. Way funnier. Oh my god, that one's so much. <laughs> We're gonna better. make our own top ten list of funniest animes. That's what we need to do. That's our goal now. Maybe one of these days we could do like a top five. We'll do like what we did with our year in review. So far, what we've seen, what we think is the funniest, darkest, maybe romantic or yeah. whatever. We'll come up with some categories. Like yeah. Anyway, I think I'm done with saying everything I need to say about this. Me too. Series. I don't recommend this one unless you like really dark, perverted humor and it's kind of flat. So, and it's a little bit dated. Exactly. So, we'll be right back. Storygram Network. Hello. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi. And with me, I have Santos. And we take two pieces of media and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? 
It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. Hey, podcast fans, I'm Jeff Davis. Through the safety of your earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, or car stereo, join me as I venture out on the wine road. Aiden offers up practical and helpful tips to help you live a more joyful life. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed on a whim on a lonely Wednesday. Storygram Network. And we are back, and we're going to talk about Jucifer District of Dystopia. It was released December of 2014 on all digital formats. I think it was released on Alternative Tentacles, Nomadic Fortress, and, and it was mastered on vinyl by Brad Boatwright. And I guess they're one of the pioneers of two-piece metal bands and one of the unique things that they do is they don't use any loopers so they kind of depend on each other to create these interesting riffs and drum lines and they've been doing it for quite a while too which is pretty surprising and the members are gazelle amber valentine and edgar living good they've been around since 93 and they're still going they are a husband and wife duo their genres are sludge metal, uh, which this definitely is, or sludge, thrash, death, crust, and doom. I kind of could see that. How did you discover this band exactly? Through friends. You just happened to hear them or hear I them? heard about them and someone brought this other album into my life. It's my enemy hunger. And it's very good. So then I was like, oh, we should listen to them. But uh, I haven't listened to a lot of their music, just the one album. That's how I am <laughs> as a music listener and lover. I won't explore more than what I like. I'm like, oh, this is a great album. And then I'll just be kind of stuck on it. So <laughs> that's why Spotify is interesting for me because you have access to people's whole discographies and stuff. So Sketchy is always like, let's go back. Let's go forward. Let's move around. You know, like, let's not listen to what you already know. So you picked this one. So the album I know is from earlier. It's like 2006. And so this album was 2014, I believe. Right. It's kind of an interesting album to me because it is, what, is it nine songs? Yeah, it's only nine songs and it's like 20-something minutes. Yeah, it's 24 minutes. And actually, I do like this album quite a bit, even though it's not exactly my forte. The riffs are pretty catchy. I'm kind of surprised that it's so lo-fi sounding. I wish I would have explored their other albums, but the past couple of weeks, COVID and all this other stuff and trying to get through all my shots. Yeah, I wasn't in a sludge metal mood, per se. So. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a rough episode. <laughs> I liked it. I listened to it. But I didn't listen to it that much because I was like, too loud right now. But that's their whole point is they're loud. So I'm not against it. I just wasn't 
feeling it. And they have a ton of music. They have albums going back to 98. So it's like, there's a lot to choose from. 93, I believe, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I think just on Spotify. I can oh, see it okay. Too. And their latest album, which was released in 2020, it sounds completely different from this one. It's in Arabic or something. It's in a totally different language. So they do go all over the place, which I do respect about that. And so I kind of want to go through some other It'd be fun to there. jump around their timeline and see. And I did find an article that says that they never stopped touring like from 2001 to and this article is from 2014, so it's a little while ago. They lived on the road in their RV. And that's okay. why the name of their it's Nomadic Fortress. That's them. That's their own okay. records. So yeah, this album was released on Nomadic Fortress and Alternative Tentacles. And if nobody's aware of Alternative Tentacles, it's Della Biafra's label. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, so just so you know, so they've recorded albums in their RV. I wouldn't be surprised if this was recorded in an RV. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Normally, if you guys have listened to the show throughout, the way I listen to an album is I'll listen to it in my car or I'll listen to it while I'm playing video games because if I'm playing video games, it just plays and loops. And since this is such a short album, I think I listened to it at least 12 or 14 times. And I was like, okay, I think I know Jusa for now. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> It's pretty good. I think I did three and a half times. You got to be in the mood for it, but I think it is pretty inspiring that it is a two-person band, and her voice is pretty guttural, mm-hmm. to say the least. But she has like a huge range. That's why they're able to do this different type of music. Yeah. So if, so if you listen to the newest album, it sounds completely different, and just remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's interesting as artists, they obviously have a sense of freedom to create projects that they want to, that they believe in, that they like. They're not stuck in one format. Which is very respectable. I agree. The thing I do like about them too is they're cranking out music. I want to know, I'll look up, I want to know if they're still RVing around. Because like, if they said since 2001, and the article I read was from 2014, that was like a good, I'm you know, years in an RV, like recording music and being on tour. And I wonder if they ever settled into a more permanent residence. And then considering with no shows this last year, I wonder if that's why the sound changed so much in this last album. So it might be interesting. To RV life must be kind of fun. You just kind of go out and do whatever the hell you want and live wherever. But of course, there's going to be some strangeness to that, too. I can only imagine <laughs> yeah. the, the crazies. Um, this is the second band I recommended that was a husband-wife duo who live in a vehicle. So just saying. <laughs> we had band in a row. And now we have <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we'll definitely explore more of their albums. Do you have any favorite songs on here or no? No, I don't. I think I liked how it opened. I like how the album opens. So Okay, so that's non gratum anus rodentum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
amazing. I love this it. This reminds me of what Detroit Metal City wants to sound like in a way. Yes. <laughs> the real deal. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> but isn't it great? It just gives you so much energy. It's so, like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, for sure. I liked Wars Start Demo. Yeah, Wars Art Demo or something. You see it? Number seven. Where, where is it? It's one word. <laughs> oh, it's, it's that why it's you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Wars Art Demo. third riff is so sick i love that anyway thank you i like it and i love that it's only 24 minutes yeah definitely definitely would i recommend this to everybody if you're in the mood for some serious like kind of crusty hardcore go for it Definitely. I recommend, Jucifer, you know what? If we listen to enough albums, we'd be able to recommend certain albums to certain people, probably. Right. Because <laughs> it shifts enough. I bet there's different varying moods of Jucifer that you can get into. Yeah. The latest album here, I'm just going to play number two. Which sounds completely different. It does. I think they played um, traditional instruments too. Play from, you can hear, I joked that the album I liked was like their pop album. If you go to If Thine Enemy Hunger. Okay. Which song? Maybe just play the first one. See what happens. Yeah, so it's quite a 
range. There's like a juicifer for any mood you're in. <laughs> <laughs> if we go through, I'll we agree can with like you on that. Yeah. make a chart. <laughs> anyway, check it out if you want. You could find me on all social medias under Glitch Unicorn. I just started following Takeshi on Spotify, so you can also <laughs> find him there under Glitch Unicorn. I just did that, and you can find me as Sister Santos on Instagram. And Spotify, I will, it's blank right now, but I will add some playlists. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next week.